0: Welcome to the Down to Pull podcast, a weekly look at the English Premier League and
1: other football stories making the news. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Now on with the show. Cheers. So my beloved Tottenham got knocked out of the Carabao Cup this week by uh, League Two, Colchester United. It was a piss poor performance from Tottenham. Uh, To make myself feel better, me and Andy Watson are talking about. Cup upsets this week. So Andy, what's what's the ones that stand out in your mind? I
2: I think looking back over time, the the big one for me, being a Liverpool fan, was when I was quite young. um, Was the the nineteen eighty eight FA Cup final when Liverpool were expected to to beat Wimbledon, and from what I remember, they missed a penalty that game, and they probably would have gone on to win pretty well. But of course, that was the first ever. Penalty served in a cup final, and Wimbledon went on to win one 0 and so that w- that was probably the, the the first biggest one that I remember. And then a few years later in the FA Cup, I think it was the third round that the like the mighty Arsenal got beaten by <laughs> the lolly lolly Wrexham team of the fourth division at the time. So that was pretty a, a pretty big upset too. And then obviously more more recently there's been a few upsets, but I think, especially in, like, say, the Carabao Cup, where Tottenham, Tottenham got beat this, well, yesterday, like, you, you find a lot of, like, the Premier League teams now don't seem to, to take it as serious as they did back then. I
3: think. Yeah.
1: The, I, think, so. I, I think the thing with the, uh, with the Carabao, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that some teams take it seriously and then other teams don't. So, I mean, like, if you look who's won it in the last couple of years, it's been Man City or Chelsea or whoever. Um, Certain teams seem to take it seriously, and then other teams don't. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, yeah. Like, do it for for me. Like, we haven't won a trophy since two thousand and eight. So any trophy we can get our hands on at this stage would be nice. So the fact that like yesterday we didn't take it very seriously and we were awful. Not taking away from yesterday what they did, it's frustrating,
2: you know. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, it it is, and. Um... And like, like you just go back to that point where you said like Manchester City won it, and like, and I, I kind of feel in the same with Liverpool because like they hadn't won a trophy for a few years, and like they just didn't seem to take like the FA Cup or the like the League Cup that serious, and it's it's a good way to start winning things.
1: People say about Tottenham that they don't have that winning mentality, and it, it stems from that. It's like you know, it's it's literally like winning everything you get your your, your hands on, and if you're not going to take those sort of things uh, seriously the bar run's gonna keep on going. Like Liverpool are in that frame of mind now. You can see them every time they go out the play that they're they they expect to win and it all stems from winning those cups that the other teams should be really taken seriously to be honest.
2: Um yeah, but, yeah.
1: But, but, just fick into the uh the Liverpool Wimbledon FA Cup final. Sorry to rub salt in your wounds, but um that was the <laughs> That that was a huge one when when I I was like ten when that was on. So you must have been the same. Yeah, age. I would
2: have been too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I I I remember. Um, at that time, BBC and ITV showed uh the cup final together. So you got to pick between which ones you wanted to. Uh, but that was it. It was a, a, a six hour build up to the games. I don't know if you remember like how
2: big oh, the, yeah. the build ups oh, were. The the cup like final whole... sing alongs. The like the cup final songs and everything was were played. It was it was just like. Yeah, it was just the whole day was dedicated to the FA Cup final. It was it was a great time.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I definitely miss that. Like I missed the kind of um the kind of build up to it. Like now it's just there's so many channels on T V and all that kind of stuff that it just wouldn't be possible for them to cram six hours of like nonsense into <laughs> into a build up to a game. But um yeah, I, I definitely remember because um first of all, Liverpool just won the league if I remember correctly. So they were going for their second double, which would be their second double in two years, and the double back then was like a a huge thing. Like, uh, I I think in the twentieth century, there was only three or four teams that actually done it. Uh, Yeah, Tottenham being one of them. And I just remember like the build up to the day, and people just thinking this is gonna be a walk in the park for for Liverpool. And John Aldridge missed the penalty, and after that, then like Wimbledon just had the belief and. It was just crazy, like Laurie Sanchez got the winner, and it just sent a shockwave through English football. and um, I, th- I think the the bad thing was that at that time the ban was on. I think for European football for for English teams.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And so we
1: never got to see a chance with a uh, Wimbledon in uh,
2: the mighty, in w- the mighty Wimbledon. in, uh, <laughs> know. in Europe. Hey?
1: Yeah, it, w- it would be quite a thing to see uh, Vidi Jones and uh Dave Besson playing in uh, the Bernabeu.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, the, and the, yeah I've just that that just reminded me of another cup upset when remember when Not- the Miley Norwich went to played Bayern Munich or I think it was yeah, Bayern Munich and that that's right. Jeremy yeah. Goss got that crack and got like yeah and they yeah, did, did they beat them in Bayern Munich? I think they did and I think he was the
1: one yeah. who scored a winner. Um, yeah, which was what, what, when you think about it like I mean like his name sticks in my head too like if anybody ever mentions that Norwich Bayern Munich thing uh, can you remember any other person playing that bloody game I, I can't no uh, so he um... ripped himself into the history books with that one um, yeah. that was that was incredible like Norwich tiny club compared to Bayern Munich and beating them was oh it was crazy <laughs> um, I, I guess yeah. like you were what you were saying about the, the Carabao Cup like if we have had I think uh, United got beaten by York City there a few years ago which is a big um, upset. Um even this week like as you mentioned with Tottenham and then tonight with uh, Oxford hammering West Ham 4-0. Oh, and, Ham. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, which is crazy and then uh, Bournemouth getting knocked out by Burton Albion. So you're right it does give the opportunity for the lower teams to to win a game and get another big gate over but it's just it just pisses me off that you know, we've got professional footballers and squads and all that kind of stuff that a Premier League team can't go and beat a team like that. It's uh, it's kind of frustrating.
2: It, it, um, it's pretty I, embarrassing that they're, like, in League 2 or whatever and, yeah, they just, for whatever reason, yeah. it's just yeah. not taken serious.
1: And and that's the thing. Like, I mean, like, like still for Colchester and their fans, like, it's a huge... And as I said, like, I'm not taking anything away from them. Like, it's a huge victory. To be honest, like, the Tottenham team still had Deli Alli in it. I had... Um, like Lucas Moura, um, Eriksson, like Son came on, so it wasn't yeah. like it. It wasn't like a bunch of kids that had been thrown in there. It Was like a, like proper internationals, and they 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 turned us oh, over. Yeah. So the one of the the most recent ones though was um, Wigan against Man City in the FA Cup. Do you oh, remember that yeah, one?
2: Yeah, that yeah that was the was that the year that Wigan were relegated from the Premier yeah. League, and they made it to the final. Yeah, they got through. Yeah, nobody. Again, it was another big, big upset that nobody was really expecting. Everybody had Man City guaranteed for the win, I guess. And yeah, just Lolly Wigan came along, and yeah.
1: That, that was yeah, at the end of was... the. Uh, that was at the end of the Roberto uh, Mancini. I think he got sacked after that. That was like the end of his his reign. Yeah. And uh, I think United had just won the league, so this was their season in a nutshell. Was going to the FA Cup final against Wigan and. Like, look at the players they had. Like, how they didn't win it. It's incredible. Like, they had Tevez, company, uh, uh, Kolarov. You know, it was just insane. Okay. And then to, to think that Wigan the next
2: year were in Europe. <laughs> <It was>
1: just... <laughs> yeah,
2: representing the championship.
1: Yeah. Um. So, do, do you know of any other ones off the top of your head that, you thought, like, kind of stick out?
2: I don't know. I, I remember, like, obviously, like uh, probably biased, like, looking back, in Europe when Liverpool have gone to like Barcelona and they beat them in the new camp, obviously the big comeback was last season in the Champions League where they were three nil down from the first leg. And then they, they came back and won four three on aggregate. And like a few years ago in the Champions League, Liverpool beat Real Madrid four nil when they were kind of at, at the peak in 2008 ish, I think 2007. Yeah. I think I that, but that, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. And I, like, nobody really gave them a chance. And yeah, just... But yeah, th- those were kind of recent ones.
1: Just, just talking there, just it just reminds me of... Uh, there was another one uh, involving uh, Celtic. Uh, it was when John... It was, it was a weird time. John Barnes was the manager. Uh, Kenny Douglas was the, the director of football. And uh, we were playing away to uh, Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle. And uh, oh, they lost. I think I
2: remember that, yeah.
1: And there was like a, a headline. It was like... Uh, Super Cali, <laughs> so, so, it, was, it was like super Cali weird thing I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, and uh, like for them to go to the Highlands and 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 lose mm. to even as Caledonia Tissel was huge, and that was pretty much the end of the um the the, the John Barnes experiment with Celtic, and he got sacked, and then Kenny Dog came in and took over for the rest of the season. But um, that was it, that was a huge one in Scotland, it was just a terrible time for Celtic, the, the club are all over the place, so. It was yeah. um That was definitely a big one. Um, myself, the eighty-six European Cup final was a big one. Um, uh, Barcelona were odds on to win. Stoia Bucharest. I just remember sitting up with my dad and and watching that game on TV. Uh, for for some reason, like the, I always remember like those kind of games. Um, the the pictures were never kind of clear, and the sound was always pretty shit too. It was always kind of like weird watching them. Um, yeah. and uh, Barcelona were huge favorites to win it. Like they had. Uh, big name players on their team. Uh, they had like Bernd Schuster. Um, they had uh, Steve Archibald played for them at this time, another Totten legend. And they'd beaten Juventus in the quarterfinals. Everybody's like, "Yeah, they're definitely going to win this." Uh Burevest had a very easy to the uh, to, to the final, and Stoyer beat them on penalties. It was a huge shock to everybody in Europe. Which it, it was kind of nice that uh, a European Eastern European team got a chance to actually step up and. And win something, yeah. And like it them, was so.
2: like, and then back then, they there was some pretty big teams though in Eastern Eastern Europe, like that, yeah. There was
1: like, like Red Star, Belgrade, uh, Dynamo, Kiev, yeah. yeah there, there was definitely like big teams, it's just that, like, it shows our age here. But, um, like, I remember, like, it was still the Iron Curtain and stuff like that, so you didn't really know too much about these teams because you never really heard of them because just because of the Iron Curtain and Eastern Europe and all that kind of stuff. and to see yeah, them come along no, and like beat uh Barcelona in the final was like incredible stuff. yeah it
2: was pretty crazy,
1: yeah, I think Barcelona had like all these parties lined up and um had like street parades figured out that they were gonna do and all this kind of stuff and then um the studio came and ruined their party, so it was kind of nice <laughs> so I... so yeah um i i I think this year we're uh, we're definitely not gonna see uh we're definitely gonna see some more. Cup upsets just with the way the Carabao Cup is lining up, and um, there's some teams in the Premier League that are struggling right now, and it usually always is a good recipe for somebody to get their their asses kicked by somebody, so um, I look forward to yeah, that. Yeah,
2: and it's, yeah, they, they made the, the draw, and then I guess Liverpool play Arsenal, it's Ch- Ch- is it Chelsea, Manchester United, and then it kind of sucks for, for Crawley, and
1: uh, Colchester
2: and Colchester because they play each other. But that I guess guarantees a League Two team in in the fifth round.
1: Yeah, I, I saw a stat um, there earlier on that there's um it's the first time in fifty nine years that there's not a Championship team in the
2: in yeah the... yeah I read that too. So that's pretty pretty interesting, eh?
1: Yeah, considering uh, that there's uh two teams from League Two and then there's one from League One, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Oh, just two. There's Oxford are yeah. there too. Oh yeah. And Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting that Sunderland aren't in
2: a decent league anymore. <laughs> I,
1: I Yeah, I,
2: see I, I saw that result and I was like that's not an upset and then I guess it is now. I guess yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, but... it's
1: kinda of weird. Um so yeah, like Burton got a good draw, they got like Leicester at home, which is kinda of good for them. Uh Oxford and Sunderland yeah. are playing each other, so that's gonna guarantee one of those guys went into the, the next round too. So the the two big big ties of the, the round though, are obviously Chelsea, Man United and Liverpool, Arsenal. That's uh I think we'll see some full squads out for those two games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm I'm not too sure. I'm not I think with Liverpool in the past with, with Jurgen, he's he's kind of stuck to his principles a bit. I think you will you'll still see a mixture of a bit of experience and a a, a few of the youngsters because they did pretty good tonight from like from what I saw of it. So, so yeah, yeah um... but they played pretty well.
1: Liverpool's um, youth system is—it's um, definitely coming to fruition. Like, I mean, the, like some of the, the kids they've got coming through, look um, pretty, pretty decent. Um, like you were saying, like the who's that young kid that was sixteen that played tonight? Was a? It?
2: it was Harvey. I forget his surname, but he. Yeah, he hit you had the have...
1: bar twice, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, like, there's there's these kind of kids coming through that like just look like they're kind of slot into the team, which is kind of nice for them. So the, moving away from the uh, the cup upsets to um, me being upset about last weekend in the Premier League, Tottenham lost again, and just definitely some yeah just some issues at my club right now. There's it's definitely it, it it's not a good time to be a Tottenham fan. Like there there's a, MLAs in the in the club. Everybody just doesn't seem to be on form. Christian Eriksen looks like he doesn't want to be there. I was watching a bit of the game. I saw the the Harry Kane which was incredible
2: yeah that was crazy how he's still got that if anybody's listening and hasn't seen it they should check out youtube and it's uh,
1: yeah it's been on it's been on tsn it's tsn's like highlight of the the day for like the, the last four days or something that was incredible but it just as soon as we went one up uh i was mentioned on the podcast last week that i'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy with a draw gone to leicester obviously the video system referee fucked us over <laughs> With the like, yeah, the, like like, uh, how how do you feel about this? Like, I mean, I know we've talked like as we said in the first episode, VAR was going to be a huge big thing in the season, and every week there's another controversy. But this time, like,
2: how close was that? You know, there's there's a there's yeah there's with this offside thing is I don't know because in the Liverpool Chelsea game at the weekend, Chelsea had a goal disallowed because he was yeah a millimetre offside. I guess so. I was pretty happy. But if I if it, if that was gone against me, I'd be pretty annoyed because obviously in the past that would have that would have been given. I, and I, I this is the thing that like, like, it just and I think it just it does also disrupt the flow a little bit because obviously you're piling on pressure or whatever, and then there's that little break, and then obviously deflation there. You didn't get the goal, and it just gives the other team a bit more emphasis then, and like it just buoys them a little bit that yeah they could have been. The game could have been tied or, or what, what have you, and then yeah, and see, it we, just kind of brings them back into the game.
1: And we saw that twice over the weekend because, like the there was a swing in both games because as soon as Chelsea had that get, goal to allow uh, Liverpool scored, and the same with Tottenham. Yeah, um, Liverpool went down the other end and scored, and pretty much the same with Tottenham. Uh, Leicester went and scored again. Like there was always a, there was always this thing where it was um, the striker gets the benefit of the doubt whenever it comes to these kind of Touch and go kind of situations. It, it pains yeah. me as like a like somebody who loves football to see that kind of stuff. We got lucky as against Man City. To be honest, we deserved to lose that game anyway, and um, we were pretty terrible. But just seeing like how yeah. how close these these things are that they're given, it's it's fucking scandalous, and it, it it needs to change. This isn't. I don't think this is what it was designed for. Like it was designed for. Um, controversial, like tackles and goals and stuff like that, but like an offside where you're talking millimeters, the system wasn't. Yeah, it's like for that.
2: an arm or something. He's like his legs are onside, but his arms offside, yeah. or his shoulders like, offside. It's and like that is, is 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 stupid.
1: Like looking at those lines on the, the the Tottenham, for instance. Like I mean, like that's it's ridiculous, and it's it, it, you're right. It is killing the game a little bit. Where there's these stop starts and then the the team as you said, like that deflation where you've gone from running in front of the crowd, screaming your head off, and then suddenly you're told it's not a goal and the other thing the other end scores. Um the the yeah. the big game obviously of the, the weekend, we just kinda of touched on it there, was um Liverpool and Chelsea. Um how did you see it from the Liverpool perspective?
2: I, I think they started pretty well, um, Liverpool and obviously Going going two 0 up was pretty pretty good and yeah, Firmino makes a big difference being in the in the team. I know he's like being in the, in and out just with international games and and fitness, but he he makes a big difference like with that front f- front three. But I think Chelsea actually like second half they were in that game and obviously they got back to two one and I could see like I think a a draw would have been a fair result, but I think this season liverpool are churning out those like last season liverpool would have drawn that game and this season obviously they've come back with a like a stronger mentality 15 games now unbeaten crazy. in the premier league like stretching back to last season like they've definitely got a mindset that that they can win every game and obviously long may it continue being a liverpool fan but but yeah i think chelsea like put a good account of themselves then. Another day, they would have either got a draw or, or, maybe even snatched a snatched a defeat. Yeah, so that was kind of my view on it. And yeah, a couple of good saves from from the Liverpool keeper there. Like he's done a, he's, like he's Adrian's done a really good good job coming in from Allison. Like I was a little bit worried, but he's he seems like a pretty solid keeper.
1: It's definitely like a lot of uh, pressure on his shoulders. The the save he pulled off there against Napoli was. Incredible. Oh, it was. You know that was. Incre- yeah, that was. That a- was world class. Um, this the, the the young lad they have coming through to play tonight, the Irish guy Creavy and Keller looks pretty sharp too. So like, there's for a position that Liverpool seem to be worried about. I think they're they don't have to worry about it too much. From-
2: yeah, he 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 played well tonight. That half Yeah, he was. He pulled off a couple of good serves and. He looks confident with his feet too, which is obviously the way that goalkeeping's going now as well. So
1: Yeah, it's exactly. Um but looking at from like Chelsea's point of view, it, it was huge for them to have uh, Kante back um in the team. They with the young players they're trying to bring through, it's it, they need to have that um
2: that experience in there. Um how how good yeah. is he how good how good is he? I, I think he yeah, well you saw when he was at, at Leicester I think he was probably the reason why Leicester ended up winning the Premier League a couple of years ago. And obviously he went to Chelsea and then won the Premier league. He was, he was there that season that Chelsea won the league, eh? He, the following season, he won the league, like, and that goal he scored against Liverpool, like, pretty much just put it where he wanted it. It, it. Like, so he's, he's going to be massive, I think, for Chelsea this year and like helping Frank Lampard, like bring the youngsters through. Cause they have a good, like. That time, like Abraham's, and obviously just in front of Canté, and um, is it M- Mason Mount?
1: Yeah. Th- so I, I thought he was going to be injured. Like he went off early, in the when they lost to Valencia in the Champions League, and there were rumours he was going to be out for a couple of weeks. So I was surprised to see him in the starting lineup yeah. last weekend. And he's he's a really he's a he's a great player. And um, Frank, it's good that Frank is given the opportunity. But I think it's more. Out of necessity, rather than I, I think they'd like to have these players coming in and playing some games, and but not all of them, because uh, it's a
2: lot of yeah. Because it's obviously
1: it's a lot of pressure on them. Like the, Chelsea do have that backside guy to, to to play up front, and he come on towards the end of the game there, and he's a proven goal scorer. And, but it's it is a lot of pressure and i think that chelsea will probably spend big when they get that first uh, transfer window
2: oh i think so too yeah def- I, I i would but they do need a few players it seems like a, maybe strengthen the defense and a new like another attacker and yeah so, and i think
1: it's, it's i think that the, the the level of player that they need they're going to have to spend a lot of money and i think uh, Abramovich needs to be prepared to get that checkbook out again because um, I I think Chelsea fans are being nice to the team because they've got an excuse for it but as soon as the windows open that they're allowed to buy players again they're going to have to keep them happy and to, to buy bait to catch back up with Man City and Liverpool because they are streets yeah. ahead at this stage and speaking of Man City uh, what did you think of their destruction of Watford on the weekend?
2: yeah it was it was kind of after the after man city got beat by norwich it was kind of on the cards you looked to see who who man city were playing next and you think and <laughs> kind of Watford so you kind of i was expecting a big win and i wasn't expecting to check the score after like 20 minutes and see it was 5-0 to be honest with you. so i was like a little bit annoyed just cuz uh, obviously i was hoping for some kind of upset but yeah 20 minutes in i was like yeah this isn't this is not gone the way I want it to, but unbelievable from City, I guess. Again, and hopefully, um, uh, hopefully that doesn't keep keep happening. But I think they'll, I think this season is going to be, a, there's going to be a few big results for City this season. But I'm kind of hoping that there's a few defeats in there too.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely like the the defensive problems. I think it's going to cause some issues um, just with missing players and stuff. I, I think. Their squad doesn't seem as strong this year as what it has been. Uh, obviously, they've lost like Vincent Company and players like that. But I must say, like for for Watford's point of view, after the the, the stunning comeback against Arsenal the week before, their fans must have thought they were turning the corner. And then to tip into into Man City and like you're five 0 down within 20 minutes, it's yeah. stuff and nightmares, you know. Um, it, it that's a sinking feeling when you do like it. it you get that posit- positive positive uh, energy flowing through the team, and like everybody's like um, really like on top of uh, like on top form and really happy that the team came back on that one. And then they'll just go ahead and get like their cane like that. They must be really worried for the rest of the oh. season. Um, would you put Wofford as one of your uh, teams to go down this year?
2: Yeah, I think they might be definitely Favorite to go down this year,
1: which is funny. It's the same thing again. Like, I mean, like, there were FA Cup finalists last year. I know they got spanked again by. Like Man City must be like they must every time they see the fixture, they must yeah, be them, and, like panic attacks. But they seem to like steady the ship, and they had like a pretty decent squad, and it just seems to have fallen apart on them. So, so we
2: yeah, and, and you find that you do find that though, eh? With like so, some teams that have like one real good season, and then and the next season they're gone, kind of deal. Yeah, I just can't see them really. I I just can't see them. It's going to take a Gone to many teams now, and.
1: Yeah, it's going to take a lot for them to get out of that slump, to be honest, and um, I, it's going to take, as everything it does take, is always money, right? Um, so, lo- yeah. looking forward to uh, this week's fixtures, and the big one standing out is Man United and Arsenal. How do you think that one's going to go?
2: Oh, well, it's kind of two two teams, isn't it, now that are kind of, you go back to Historically, and they were always great games. So I'm I'm hoping as a like as a neutral that it's going to be a good game. But I I can see um I, I just see maybe Arsenal edging it just because they win Manchester United. Obviously, they got beat at the weekend there by by West Ham. And um yeah, I just can't see. I think, it, I, just, I, think I, I think I can see
1: I, I, I think it was the way they were beaten by West Ham too. It wasn't just like like a fluke of a goal or anything like that. They were like outplayed and um outfaw which you you don't they're not Man United characteristics. Uh, and I think like no. and then tonight again like it was like one one with Rochdale. Uh, Ollie's, Ollie's in trouble and um like they spent big in the summer for like Harry Maguire and stuff like that and it doesn't seem to really made the difference that they were hoping. They just look fragile, don't they?
2: They they do and it's just yeah, they just don't look like a like a cohesive team like yeah, because they had like even tonight they had a few of the big stars playing. Pogba was playing, and yeah, who else? Uh, that young young is it johns is That who, that they bought that Welsh Welsh youngster. Oh, uh,
1: the Daniel James. He scored a, the the winning penalty. Daniel so. James. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he. Uh, from listening to like the guys on Sky Sports there at the weekend, I think Roy Keane was the one who was saying that they uh, they seemed to have like their hat on this kid as being like their saviour like he's 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 19 you know it's his first season yeah. in the Premier League and I, they need to be really really careful that they don't turn him into another one uh, Janazoi where it's just they expect miracles from a young kid like he, he needs to have time to learn how to the game you know and I, it's just the amount of pressure on him like he's he, and he's handling it like, I, like you know like he stepped up tonight and he scored a penalty and all that kind of stuff, but it just seems like so much pressure on them. And um, like looking, it it does. Like looking at like Arsenal, like I mean, they had a really lucky win against Villa last week. I kind of predicted that it wouldn't be uh, a walk in the park for them. Um how did you think uh, that went for Arsenal?
2: Where do they like? Where did you begin? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tri- like again because they went they, again. They went down to ten men, so it showed, yeah. They, they've got a bit of fight this season, which is good. And they, they've, they've already broke the duck this season and winning away at Newcastle. So they, they seem to be getting a bit of luck and stuff in certain situations. So, but yeah, they were, they were definitely lucky last, last week against Villa. Yeah. Villa, that's it. Yeah. I was just, I, I'm, I'm picturing Jack Grealish squaring the ball and I couldn't remember what, what team he played
3: for. Uh, but yeah, it was.
1: And as long as they have Aubameyang, like, he's a revelation like the free kick he scored was amazing and he, he's just always kind of created chances um, yeah know, it, yeah they definitely spent wisely on him if they wasted money on Mesut Ozil they've definitely got their money's worth out of a ban man um, oh
2: so. yeah and and like he, Lacazette on the subs bench it's crazy and it's it's like because most other teams he'd be first one of the first Prices, I'm sure as this up front
1: yeah um, I, like they 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 spent money uh, on some pretty decent players where they need to spend the money in defense they didn't spend the money that they should have but um they, they're definitely yeah. a trek on forward to anybody um just watching like nicholas Pepe he scored his first goal uh at the penalty there at the weekend, so that's going to be a good uh, confidence boost for him, and as soon as he settles in properly, yeah, and then, he's going to be phenomenal. So,
2: and then last night they won, like they won five 0 in the in the league cup there as well. Like I know it's only Nottingham Forest they were playing, but still, and again, it wasn't a full team out, but it's just and like that's what we've gone to with with like Tottenham, I guess getting beat. It's but for the whole club, it's a confidence boost. Yeah, that, we, like the youngsters, and we definitely needed the win and, yesterday.
1: Like we're. We're on shaky ground. We've got Southampton at home this weekend, and it's at this hour, this stage of the season, it's a must win, which is so yeah. disappointing. Uh, I kind of had my misgivings over the the, the summer. I kind of knew there was like a, some rumblings going around the club. We left it late to bring in certain players, and the the squad just looks very stale right now, um, and it's definitely showing. Um, for for you guys, you've got Sheffield United on uh, Saturday. I don't think that's going to be an easy. I don't think that's going to be an easy game. Um, like they they gave Ar- they gave everything a, a pretty good hiding on on Saturday on uh, the weekend there. So how do you think they will shape up against yeah, no.
2: them? I think I think, mean, and this uh, this is like I'm pretty confident in. Uh, like I always I was like with Liverpool in the past, it was always like the like the, the they were always the inconsistent team where they would. Put some great performances against like the top six, and then and then they would play a team like Sheffield United at Anfield and get beat one 0 or something. So, but I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident that the that the run will keep going. I can't really. It's it's the early kickoff I think on Saturday too. Which, yeah. but yeah, I just I, I can't see anything else but a Liverpool win to be honest. Like uh, like yeah, I know Sheffield United had a couple of good results, but yeah, I, I just can't see. I just can't see it
1: yeah it's it's, it's um, definitely been the surprise package and I, I i think maybe like teams are just underestimating them, a little, which is always dangerous in the in the Premier League. yeah and there's
2: always that one team usually that comes up that does pretty that like that is a surprise package and they'll they'll have a good half a season or a good like a pretty good season and finish top half so so yeah so you never know. So it could be a, a good season for sheffield united but uh, yeah, I just think they'll, uh, yeah, I think Liverpool will be too much for them on, on, uh, on Saturday, especially with the, like, they rested quite a few players for this, like, the game today, so there'll be quite a few fresh, fresh so, players.
1: So, so you're saying that Liverpool are resting players for Sheffield United? <laughs> that I, game? I think so, yeah,
2: <laughs> for, for the big game on Saturday, yeah, yeah for the.
1: So, um, just, just finishing up, and just. Uh, I'm gonna pretend that we're back home and we're doing the pools a little bit here. So I'm just gonna r- run through the um the games that are on this weekend and let me know if you think it's gonna be a home win, away win, or a draw. So uh Okay. Uh
2: Sheffield United Liverpool. Uh with uh away win. Okay,
1: uh Palace and Norwich City.
2: I'm gonna go off a draw.
1: Villa against Burnley. Uh home win. Okay. Bournemouth West Ham.
2: Uh away win.
1: Uh, Wolves and Wofford.
2: Ooh, home win.
1: Okay. Uh, choose this one wisely. Tottenham, Southampton.
2: <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna go home win.
1: Okay, thanks, man.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ch- Chelsea, Brighton. Again, home win.
1: Uh,
2: Everton, Man City. Uh, I'd like a draw or a home win, but I think it's gonna be an away win. Uh, Leicester, Newcastle. I'm gonna go home win.
1: And United and Arsenal.
2: I think a way win.
1: So you heard it here, folks. If you decide that you want to do some online gambling or you're in Vegas and you want to put some money on some football, uh, listen out for Andy's uh, predictions. Uh, I'll do mine really quickly. Uh, Sheffield United, Liverpool, I'll go with uh, Liverpool win. Palace, Norwich, I think uh, Palace are going to win that one. Villa Burnley, Mm -hmm. uh, I think will be a draw. Uh, Bournemouth West Ham, uh, I think Bournemouth will win that one. Uh, Wolves and Watford Wolves, uh, Tottenham Southampton. I'm gonna go with
3: Southampton. We're just a terrible, terrible. Oh run really? Form. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Chelsea Brighton has to be a home win. Chelsea, Everton Man City. I, I think after the the run of form that Everton are on, they they always kind of step up a little bit against the uh, the big teams. I think that might be a draw. Um Leicester, Newcastle, Leicester on fire, has to be Leicester. Man United Arsenal. I think that one's actually only a draw. So you've heard it here, okay, folks. Yeah. Uh if you want to win some money, follow my tips. If you want to lose your money, follow Andy's. And uh <laughs> we'll uh we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again, Andy. Um we'll Thank uh you. yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk some more football next week. Cheers, bud. Cheers. this part of the show we're uh just doing a uh roundup of this week's world cup action in japan i'm joined by matt mansfield who'll hopefully do like a little weekly spot on this while the world cup's going on so so we can keep track of what's happening in the rugby world cup um so this morning saw team canada play their first game matt how do you think it went
3: uh one word i would say terrible for canada was uh, definitely not the 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 kind of start that they wanted to get to. Um, you know, they're they're in a tough pool, obviously, with New Zealand and South Africa and Italy. So I was hoping for a better showing against Italy. I didn't expect to win the match, but I definitely expect a better show a better showing than that.
1: Yeah, th- just for I was watching myself there this morning, and there was definitely um, a lot of errors. Do you think that was just the conditions that caused that?
3: Um, to me, they, they just seemed a little too, um, rushed a little bit. I don't know if it's just the nerves got to them, but you're right. There's so many handling errors. Um, it's not something you'd expect on that kind of, uh, stage of rugby in the world cup. Um, but you know, there's also a lot of missed tackles there. So I'm not really sure what, what that was. I mean, they had a lot of experienced players. So, but uh, maybe, maybe the nerves got to them. And also is it's tough too, because, you know, we're like a week into the world cup. And they are just playing their first match too. So they're sitting over there in Japan watching all these other teams play. So maybe that had a part to do with it too. Uh, the first 20 minutes I felt were uh, were definitely the worst. And then they started settling down and were playing some decent rugby. Um, they're going into the half and then shortly after the half, but then it completely fell apart again at the end of the game.
1: They they had a lot of possession after that horrible first 10, 15 minutes. They, yeah. they, just, they just didn't have that killer touch. Um, The there was a couple there, like the, I I can't remember the name of the guy who made that horrendous handing error just right on the line. Uh, Yeah. It it, it just didn't look good for, to be perfectly honest, it could happen to anybody. And you could see that he was, I think he was just very, um, he saw the glory in his eyes. And I think that just really affected him. Um, There was a lot of
3: definitely a, a pass that everyone every rugby player should be able to catch
1: yeah um they did score a, a pretty good try how how did you how did you feel about that
3: oh i thought that was great especially after they had that one called back um i thought that was pretty much it for them but then they came back and scored that really nice one so it was really nice to see them walk away with at least a try yeah it was um
1: it was kind of a bad day really for uh, north american rugby because the us got a pacing from England today, too, right? Eh?
3: Yeah, it was pretty much the identical score. I, I didn't actually get to watch that game, but uh, I saw the score at the end, and it was uh, very similar. But, you yeah, know, England a, is a tougher squad than Italy, so...
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that I that's to true. to see what
3: would happen if Canada were playing Italy instead, <laughs> of, or England instead of Italy.
1: Well, you're going to get to see the, well. it's going to be like when New Zealand uh, <laughs> roll into town, so...
3: Yeah, um, in the, the game's <laughs>
1: I'm sure you're not looking forward to that.
3: I am looking forward to it, actually. You know, it's not every day you get to see Canada play the best team in the world, so. I,
1: I really hope that they don't rest uh, some of their big players, because obviously the Namibia game you now is taking on, like, the epic proportions of that they need to win that one. Um, I hope, like, it would. It dis- I'd be such, so disappointed if I was a player that you go to Japan and they rest you for the New Zealand or the South Africa game. Okay so the big the tie of the round the one that you called for uh, South Africa to win uh, which they lost um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mansfield uh so uh, what did you think of the game and um was it a fair result
3: Yeah I think it was a fair result it was a really nice uh, nice match to watch it was really quick um it, uh, I think, you New know, Zealand deserved to win the game. It was a pretty close game when you really, when you really actually sat down and watched it. But um, you know, you don't get to see that kind of high quality rugby too often here in Canada, so especially on TV, um, like actual cable. So it was good to see. I enjoyed the match, but yeah, I was disappointed because I predicted South Africa was going to beat the All Blacks <laughs> twice. Didn't actually happen, but you know, I still think they're gonna meet each other in the finals, so hopefully there'll be a different result then.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely um an amazing game. Like the South Africa piled the pressure on for the first ten, fifteen minutes and came away with only like three points from that, and then New Zealand just torn the screw. Um every other team playing must be scared shitless <laughs> of how easy it was for them to uh, to turn it on um so you don't think you still don't think that they're capable of winning the whole thing new zealand yep
3: Oh, they're more than capable i'm just favoring uh south africa to win the whole thing but you know it'll be one of those two i think
1: yeah i i really i really hope that it's not and i hope that we see a surprise package australia didn't look great against fiji really did they
3: no they didn't um but you know it was just one game but then fiji came out and lost um the next game so you know they could be anything could, I wouldn't write Australia off for the whole tournament because of that one match but they'd be nice to see I definitely don't want to see New Zealand three Pete three in a row like that's not something I don't think that's good for world rugby to be perfectly honest so I would like to see another team in there England hasn't won in a while so much as I uh, begrudge them I wouldn't mind seeing them hoist it over New Zealand at this point
1: yeah, it'd be kind of nice to have like a different winner at this stage. I, I say like three in a row. It's, it's not great for the sport.
3: Um, One of the, a lot of the pundits in New Zealand are um, putting somebody on Ireland to do uh, well on the World Cup. So uh, that'd be did. nice to see for sure.
1: Yeah, we did really well against Scotland, but I think that was more of a case of Scotland just not turning up, <laughs> nice. um, and our squad is like really fragile. So I think that like New Zealand have. And South Africa have the squads that if a key player gets injured, they have the quality to come in. I just don't think Ireland has that depth um, in the squad to fill out if somebody important gets injured. Um, so the big, the big uh, story of the of the World Cup as well the, the, this far has been the officiating. Um, how bad do you think the uh, the refereeing
3: has been in the the tournament so far? I got to be honest, I, I haven't felt it was that bad. Is it? What example are you referring to?
1: Well, the, the World Rugby themselves came out and said that they they're not happy that the officiating officiating's being poor, and I think the big example was um, the in this the tackle. Fiji game. Yeah, because yeah. I think he got like a three match ban just after that, um, um, and they did nothing in the game, and they really I, that that tackle really changed the game because Fiji's best player was carted off and couldn't continue, and then they went on and lost against Uruguay, so it has it's had a huge impact on Fiji's uh, abilities at the at the World Cup. So um, let's hope that, that they take the criticism on board. I and mean, we're not talking about refereeing; we're talking more about the games themselves. Um, just moving away from the Rugby World Cup, I know this topic is important to you. Um, they announced today some plans for. The CFL stadium here in Halifax. Um, what do you think of the plans, and uh, do you think it's a good idea?
3: Oh, I think it's a fantastic idea. I mean, it, if, like I said before, we're the largest city in Canada that doesn't have a stadium to host a, that t- type of uh, sporting event. So, I'm I'm fully supportive of it. I'm fully supportive of tax dollars going into it. The actual stadium plan, you know, looks all right. I'd rather to have uh, two permanent uh seating setups rather than a, a temporary bleacher on one side but you know they gotta sell it to the screen is this the uh cheap taxpayers somehow by saving some <laughs> on awesome temporary uh bleachers but you know you build that stadium you got a place for the wanderers to play you got a place for the C- cfl to play next thing you know we have major league rugby coming to town it's it's going to be a good thing for Halifax overall, if people can just get over the fact that, yes, tax dollars are going to have to go into it, because tax dollars go into all of these types of projects.
1: And it's like uh, the overall project that they say is going to cost $94 million, uh, I think taxpayers are on the hook for 20%. Does that sound a bit right?
3: I think, uh, I think the initial cost is is 90 some odd million. I think it's actually going to be more than that.
1: Okay, because I was thinking to myself, that's quite low. So I must have just not read the the thing Mm -hmm. properly. Um, But yeah, like I I told you, I I said, like I would I would like the Wanderers Ground to be like the the, the stadium because of where it's located. And uh, it's it's kind of like a I, I like the venue, but in all honesty, there's not much they can do to expand that. Like it's it is as big as it is there's already complaints about it like downtown. So there's nothing they can really deal with the space. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think this is a good solution to like, it's still close enough to the city that people can get to it. And just like, think of like the, the revenue it's going to bring into the city, you know, like if you're going to have how many CFL games do they play
3: a year? I'm not sure. Um, I'd say probably 10 at least not home so games, that- probably eight that- home games, I would say.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, that's a weekends when hotels will be full, and you know you're gonna have other people in the city. So I mean, I I I think it's a good thing, and let's hope that uh, sense prevails and they they build the thing. So, uh, like at at this stage, is it, this an advanced stage or is this really just the beginning of it?
3: Well, it's just the beginning. Cancel Halifax. Council has to do a staff report on the whole thing, so they're aiming to get a response from government um either this the tail end of this year or early next year so we're not going to find anything in a few more months
1: oh my god everything just moves so slow doesn't it
3: yeah welcome to canada i don't know how it is in ireland but uh if the government's involved it's going to take forever
1: well if it was in ireland it would take like 10 years and it would go like 50 (laughs) times over budget so (laughs) as i said like hopefully you'll come on uh, each week during the world cup and uh, give us like a little bit of a roundup of the week's action, um, so we will we'll talk to you next week.
0: I was a little bit drunk.
1: <laughs> so, we're here at the game, the Wanderers game with Andy Watson. How
0: do you think of it so far, Andy?
2: Well, we're 63 minutes in and it's nil nil, but putting a good uh, show on considering Valor is so much better than Wanderers. So, so far, so good, I guess. And great atmosphere, as you can probably hear. Kitchen are rocking,
1: huh? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So um, are you going to go up there and join them and are you too old? Uh, 20 year old me probably would be
0: up there <laughs> joining them, but not, 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 not the current me. Not, not 30 year old Andy? No, 40 year old. Yes. That was me and Andy Watson at last week's Wanderers game uh, against Valor at the Wanderers grounds here in Halifax. Atmosphere was incredible, had a great time. So next week we're thinking of doing a Wanderers special. The end of the season's coming up. Going to go see the Wanderers play on Saturday with um, Dave Smith from the Armchair Commentary. He's going to be his first football game, so it should be fun for him to check it out and see how awesome the Kitchen are doing. Um, we'll have a look into what the future holds for the Wanderers, where they can go from here, how they can improve, what they've done well. Uh, so it should be a good time. Really appreciate. Everybody, listen to the podcast again. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to us just waffle on about sports. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Facebook and our Instagram um, and hit that subscribe button. Uh, so until next week, take it easy. Oh, just before I go, I did want to mention that uh, Gary Hughes or welsh friend who's living in bournemouth in um in england told me not to forget about the time that the swans Swansea city beat tottenham in 1978 which is a huge upset uh talking about upsets just to dig the knife in so thanks for that gary i really appreciate you hit me up and let me know about that and um the beer we, i was drinking this week was Miller light i've given up on nine locks help sponsoring the show so i'm gonna go for the big guys so yeah thanks again everybody and until next week take care
2: the podcast you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free